It's episode 248 of Nintendo Dads. Welcome, recorded on September 26, 2019. On tonight's episode, Mario Kart is on your phone! That's fun! But Nintendo has been Dr. Greedy and wants to take all of your money. Plus, we've been playing some Link's Awakening, some Untitled Goose Game, had our hands on a Nintendo Switch Lite. Oh my, ladies and gentlemen, there's so much more. Plus, all of your questions. Jesse, cue the music! That's right, everybody. It's episode 248 of Nintendo Dads. It's September 26th, and I am here surrounded by three of the finest people that the digital world has to offer. My name is Marty Estes. Thanks for joining us tonight and tomorrow, if you're listening to this on the day the actual podcast drops. But for those of you fine folks who are on YouTube, hanging out in the chat tonight, thanks a lot for wasting some time with us tonight. We love you. We appreciate you. Also, I gotta say... Now you've talked about chicken fingers, and I'm hungry. Mm-hmm. We're still working on that sponsorship. Like, who can sponsor us? Also, hard, hard moment here. I'm Marty. You and I need to have a chat. Okay. Because I'm, I'm slightly upset and disappointed. Oh no. So a couple of weeks ago, we've had conversations about almost becoming like food dads. You know what I mean? Like we got chicken mm, wings going on. I know we got where this is going. We on. got we got plant based meat products i know where this is right i was promised a chicken wing eating unboxing of amiibo and i didn't see that what happened what happened not where i thought this was going also Uh, you still owe us was going you still owe a burger king thing meat product that's where i thought that was going and i'm I'm gonna have to go eat an impossible whopper tomorrow um here's the deal uh the amiibos uh they came in uh, I picked them up. I was with my family. We had already eaten. We got home and we got terribly busy. I uh, had a, a big event uh, at my job last weekend. And so I didn't get to unbox the Amiibo until Sunday. And there were no chicken wings. Right. However, 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 there will be a supplemental, there will be a supplemental update Featuring chicken wings at a later date. Okay. All right. Uh, and All here's right. what it's going to be. I'm ready. Are you ready for this? Marty Estes attempts Greg Miller's chicken wing recipe. All right. All right. All right. We can do it. All try right. It. I'm, I'm excited now for this. Speaking of people, you shouldn't be excited because I'm going to eat all the chicken wings. You're going to have to watch. I know. I may. I may just order chicken wings and watch you. Speaking of a man who uh, would love to eat some chicken wings because he has the largest goujons I've ever seen, ladies and gentlemen, Mr. Jesse Waldack. Jesse, what's going on, buddy? Uh, pretty good. Um, some I forget. Uh, it's been so long already that so I forget who mentioned it. But someone said Digital World. So I'm thinking, which one of us is Ty? Which one of us is TK? You guys don't get oh, the joke. Okay, no, thank you. No, I get it. No, I right. get it. I wish I didn't because Digimon is garbage. False. Not <laughs> false. I, I I had a teenager in one of my earlier groups um, when he was when I was younger and he was much younger when Digimon was, you know, a new thing. And he he used to think that the song said, "Digimon, digital monsters, Digimon are the jub jub." That's a logical transition. 
That's a logical it Makes about absolute. as much sense as the show did. Speaking of a guy who always makes sense regardless of what time okay. it is in the morning, Mr. Gary Gray from across the pond in the UK. What is going on, Gary? <laughs> oh, oh, those goujons. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I'm good. I'm good. I'm fueled with coffee and ready to go as usual. Gary's been partying. You yeah, see in the back there. Yeah, for those of you that are missing the live stream, he's got his happy birthday uh, signs up. It's been. Uh, it was your daughter's birthday recently. Five years old, right? Yeah, five years old. Same day that Link's Awakening came out. So I was like, "This is Daddy's present for the day." But she <laughs> soon, she soon kicked me off it. Nice. Good. 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 That's the way to go, Erica. You should keep doing that. I like it. Well, folks, uh, you know, here, I actually do want to take a quick pause here before we transition over to our usual bumpers and buttons. When we talked about the meat product, I want the ultimate meat burger. I do want to have a legitimate statement here, though. In Canada, Tim Hortons has decided to stop serving their meat-based sausage in, like, almost all of the Western provinces. They're only keeping it, I think it is for Toronto or for Ontario, and Quebec. That's it. They have discontinued all of it after literally a three-month run. They have said hard pass. Do you know why? Because they saw my video of me spitting it out and saying this you is mean, I was gonna say the rest of sausage. Canada, the rest of Canada came right? to their senses and said no, heck to the no, we will not eat meat made out of plants. That's exactly it. That's exactly it. But of course we don't have to meet, eat meat. Ugh. We don't have to eat meat that is from plants due to the amazing folks over at patreon.com because they keep our lights on and they keep us paid. Uh, Marty, tell us more about patreon.com. So you can head over to patreon.com backslash Nintendo dads. And for as little as a dollar a month, you can get exclusive access to our discord server where you're going to find such hits as lobby and (laughs) let's play NOA and let's play EU. As well as if you if you if you get into the here uh, monthly mayhem, you can participate in a monthly contest to win eShop dollars from us. Uh, there's also uh, you know deep cuts like accessories and one two three ds and deals. Where we tell you about deals. It literally sounds like you're reading off like the worst songs on a CD. Right, I'm like, reading it off the other the, fantastic mega hits like Nintendo Dad's Show Log, classic, and, and of course <laughs> Cloud Gaming, and featuring our number one hit, F One Dark, One Two Three DS. What's that song go? One Two Three DS. Ah, and right? the song is actually just dead. Nobody plays it anymore. Oh, uh, too soon. Too <laughs> soon. <laughs> Oh, but anyway, over at patreon.com backslash Nintendo Dads, we want you to join us. $1, five dollars, $10, $15, or $30 a month gets you an array of goodness that yeah. uh you and you also get the added benefit of helping to uh, make this juggernaut continue to roll. In one of the rooms was a conversation about everyone tracking their Super Nintendo controllers. Oh, okay. All right. Because yep. they, they are... were supposed to have been delivered yesterday, and no one's got it yet. Yeah. I got mine today. I'm su- I'm supposed to get mine tomorrow. Today, I was in a chat with a couple of the guys talking about uh, wireless headsets, actually. Uh, Arctis uh, headsets. So, lots of really good conversation going on. Always someone there to answer some questions Su- for you. Super helpful to be a part of the Discord. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Also... 
you know, if if we make the statement of like, hey, help help keep our lights on, all of a sudden we're gonna have like zero funding because people are like, let's stop this show. This is absolute trash and garbage. <laughs> Uh, I could be spending that those five dollars somewhere else better. Maybe like a subscription to the Mario Kart Online Tour. Oh Let's jump gosh. right into the news, Jesse. All right, that's right, ladies hey, whoa, and gentlemen. Whoa, 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 whoa! Hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up. What? Hold up. Whoa. Whoa. Before we do the news. Whoa. We have a correction. We have a correction. This is important. This okay. is important. All right. right. It, it, you're, it's valid. There was a conversation. Yeah. Because this, it's not because I'm correcting anybody. It's because one of our fans reached yep. out to us on social media yep. this past weekend and brought a, uh, a correction to us. And so I said, look, we're going to share this on the show. We're, you know. So anyway, uh, last week on the show, we said that the UK region Super Nintendo controller uh, was only able uh, to be ordered by one person or mm -hmm. one, you know, one per household, right? Mm -hmm. That, ladies and gentlemen, is wrong. And we admit when we're wrong and we admit that uh, that, you know, was so not good. Gary is right? looking confused. So maybe. <laughs> so on this, let's go to our I resident am, UK. I'm going back to the tweet. Uh, so, um, tell us how we got here, Jesse. Okay. So when, when the Super Nintendo controllers were announced, you know, in the North American direct, it, it said in small print limit four per account. Apparently in the UK direct, it said limit one per account. So I took that as what it says, but and that's what we said last week. And I, I don't remember who it was, but someone said, oh, I was able to order up to four in mine. Uh, from user Carl Lazuski, uh, he says five days ago at Nintendo Dad, just listen to the latest up. You state UK and EU online accounts can only order one SNS controller. This is wrong. We can order for four per account. And he provides a screenshot. Uh, so that we can see that. And it says, please note each package contains one Super Nintendo Entertainment System controller and one USB cable. Orders are limited to four controllers per Nintendo account. Yeah. So there you go. And, and ladies and gentlemen, just like uh, just like that, that fantastic Twitter user, you can also put your corrections into our Discord at the hashtag um, actually... Which will be a chat which you can give us feedback about everything that we get wrong on a Beginning weekly basis. Now. Beginning this week, we're going to set that up so you can um actually us. So, uh, but that's go. great. Tim's there got homework. Tim. Tim, you got homework. Um actually us. <laughs> uh, but, that's, but that is a great uh, feedback as well. So hopefully that didn't yeah. cause any confusion. Thanks for uh, catching Gary. stuff. It keeps absolutely. us keeps us honest, right? Yep. It absolutely is. I'm just I'm just giving you a hard time if it sounds like I'm being a jerk. But no, good. that's good feedback. Yep. So Mario Kart Tour, let's talk about this uh, garbage fire. Ah, that's a All that's right? a that's a okay. So that's a bit of a hold up. Again, I I'm not saying it's a garbage fire, but it has become one. Mm. It, it, mm. it is a, it's a social mm -hmm. media. But let's just call it what it is. Mario Kart Tour, very highly anticipated, right? Yeah. I would say that I would say that the hype on this is is and was close to Mario Run levels mm. of hype. Based on uh, first day downloads, it is like. Doubled Mario Run. 
Oh yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. I mean, it's done great. Uh, it's getting a lot of uh, making a lot of money for Nintendo. It was already like top nineteen in the world, like right after its launch. But uh, it's been, I guess, since Mario Run that Nintendo has has debuted an app and it been so universally reviled. Uh, mm-hmm. This it, this did not land well with people, did it? Yeah, so let's talk a little bit about what didn't land well. Because, I mean, I think so when we look at the actual launch in first day, uh, just, sh- or sorry, 10.1 million downloads globally. Uh, this has beat games such as Fortnite or, po- or Pokemon Go. Um, so this is definitely, from a, from Nintendo's perspective, I think the largest launch, first day launch that they have ever had. But I think what what everyone is kind of hot trash fire, whatever you want to call it, that that's being called into question here is the goal is it's the season pass for four ninety nine um, USD. I think it's five ninety nine Canadian. I don't know what that translates over to your funny money there, uh, Gary. Uh, <laughs> so Gary's like, I don't, I don't know. I, he's, he's like, download stuff. What? I don't know how this works. Yeah, it's, it's about five pound. I think so. About, sorry about five pound. Um, so Nintendo has a, has a monthly subscription service where you can get extra challenges. It unlocks the 200 CCs and you get uh, extra like carts and equipment, right? Is that it? Yeah. So in the beginning, you get an initial boost. You also get access to uh, 200 CC. And then once you progress in the cups, you'll get to a point where you'll do like three or four cups and you'll get a gift. And if you don't have, like, you get four things out of each box. But if you don't have the season pass, you only get two of the things, and they're always the lesser of the four. Like, earlier today, I got to open my second gift, and I got a gold blooper cart, and it would not let me have it because I refused to pay $5 a month. Right. So... Now, here's the other thing I would say to it. This is completely optional, right? You don't, yeah. if you don't, if you don't want to play it 200 cc's, that's fine. You, this is, there is nothing that is blocking you from enjoying the game as it currently stands. You do not have to get this. There are other gotcha mechanics in the game as well that has you buying essentially, I think it's, it's rupees, right? Or something, gems. Rubies. They rubies. Are literally yeah. called rubies. Rubies, thank you. Ruby's, Rupees uh, is a different franchise. I know, right? I was like, son of a, come on now. Uh, that's the um, you're wrong section again, right? Um, Ruby's to purchase additional carts and stuff like that. Uh, so again, I mean, you can pick this game up right now. You can play. It's free to start. Um, you can. You don't need to purchase anything. But I think that everyone kind of thought, wow, wh- how, why are you, the season passing is a little bit ridiculous. Again, completely optional, your choice. Um, but let's look on the horn. Jesse, what did you think of this? Um, I haven't even launched it. And with hearing everyone's res- responses, uh, definitely more towards the negative than the positive. I probably won't because, okay. you know, the, the, I, I tried the Fire Emblem game. I didn't, you know, the gotcha mechanics copy so far, but it didn't get, didn't, you know, get far in that game. Tried Pokemon Masters. I literally just opened up the ten boxes. I have enough. You know, they gave us six thousand gems, so I can open up another like twenty. But mm-hmm. I didn't even bother doing that. 
because I'm at a stuck point. I need in order to continue. I need to grind, and you know, loot more more loot boxes aren't going to help me with the grinding. So yeah. I'm kind of done with that game, and then the Doctor Mario. I'm kind of got sick of that as well when I hit a stuck point. Mm. So this this I can if I tried it, it wouldn't last long. So I'm, sure, I, I'm not even going to try it. Okay, Gary, did you did you jump into this at all? I think I saw you said you 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 deleted it very quickly. Yeah, I played it for I played it for I gave it a fair shake. I, I probably played it for about forty five minutes. Like I, I really played, I had a good session with it, and uh, I hated it and uninstalled it. Now, truth be told, I reinstalled it last night and really had a good fiddle around with uh, the options and controls and stuff. Um, I am enjoying it a little bit more. But I still think it's pretty lame. <laughs> sure. Uh, for, I mean, there's various reasons, right? We'll get into it. But I, I don't like the controls. I think as a racing game on a mobile, they've somehow managed to make the worst controls of every racing game. Sure. And now there's some games like Asphalt uh, 9, 9, I think it is, which I've owned. You don't control left and right in the car. You basically choose paths and uh, there's a button which is like a skid option. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it, it, you don't control the car as such, but you control how it's going to go around the corner and stuff. Mm. And I think I think Mario and and these other games where you t- you you know you tilt the phone around or you press left on the left side of the screen to go left, right on the right side of the screen to go right. Mario Kart's controls are really odd. Now I found mm-hmm. that turning the assisted steering and the drift off actually makes it a lot better, but. Every other issue of the game still makes it bad, right? I mean, you've got the ridiculous amount of loot boxes, which are, are illegal in some countries now, and I, I agree with that. I think it's a form of gambling. I think throwing it down kids' throats is bad. Yet Nintendo's like, we want to protect the kids. You can't use voice chat, but we'll let them gamble. Uh, is is crazy to me that they they they're fine with that, but not with voice chat. Mm-hmm. And um, I think that. Having people's names show up from around the world, but yet you're racing against them as bots is dumb. Like, mm-hmm. you may as well have just called them Baby Luigi, Mario, stuff like that. And I just generally find the racing slow and not fun. Like, I've I've not come any lower down than second place so far in any race on 150cc. Yeah. And uh, I'm sure, surely never ever going to pay £5 to unlock. 200cc because if it was a pound I would have because it has been like an impulse purchase but five pound Matt have you seen they they launched a sale this week in Europe and there's some fantastic games for for five pound so why why would I spend that on just getting a game slightly faster yeah and and here's the thing I here's the thing I would I would say is and I was having a conversation with a couple people online about this like like literally less than a week after Apple says we'll take your five dollars and you can have a bunch of these games one hundred games one hundred games Nintendo says we'll take and more yours. coming yeah more coming we'll take your five dollars and we'll give you a shiny cart and now, let you go a little bit faster now here's the thing I, I, for I don't, a month and then yeah. if you don't pay up you don't get to use it anymore right. I do. Let me make this incredibly clear. I do not have an issue with monetization in games. I believe developers, I believe creators, I believe companies need to be compensated. I had no issue paying my $10 
for Mario Run. I have no problem paying for stuff in Pokemon Go. I see value and get that. I am not debating the monetization of the game. I'm debating the monetization model that this game has contributed. Yeah, if instead of being agree. five, if instead of being five dollars, it was like a two dollar season pass every month. Maybe that's more tangible. But again, let's think about this. If you purchase the $5 a month season pass for Mario Kart, and some of you may be, and if you are, that's awesome. I'm not getting judgy on you. What you do, you, right? You live your best life. That's okay. You are literally paying more money to play Mario Kart online than you are every, the Nintendo Switch online program by yeah, a I mean, large it's, it's a $60 a year investment, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. You're, so, you're, paying for a, you're paying for Mario Kart 8. On the on yeah. like the deluxe, well, whatever no, no, it is. No, 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 you're not. You're not because I mean, Gary has already talked about some of the issues that he's yeah. had with the game, and so let think about this: if you want Mario Kart and you have a Switch and you want it, like say you don't have it, here's your two options: if you have if you have a, both an iPhone and a Switch and you don't have Mario Kart, you can pay sixty dollars for a halfway done Mario game, Mario Kart game. Or if you're near a Walmart here in America, you can go and you can pay $50 for Mario Kart 8 Deluxe because they're selling all of their Switch games for $10 off on a daily basis. And you're getting every Mario character that you like. You're getting online. If you have Nintendo Switch online, you're getting battle mode. You're getting uh, tracks where you race more than two laps. You know, you're getting more tracks than you got here. Um, I, so here's so so can, so can I can I I was going to talk about some things about this game that I because you, you had again around the horn, and yeah. we didn't hear yours either. What you thought about it? No, you go ahead um, first, Marty, because I, I, I have some. Um, I, have some I just wanted I have to throw some, some things in there while we were on while we were in the neighborhood. I guess um, I was I'm in the camp of of bad controls. Right. Like I, I did not like them to begin with, but I'm like Gary. I toughed it out. I spent some time with it. Now where he deleted it, I just decided to quit when I got frustrated and I came back to it later because um, I, I was finding it really, really hard to make my cart go where I wanted it to. Like I got the concept of drifting. I get I get how you do it. And I know that Nintendo has this obsession with wanting to use one finger. Like, oh, you can play it with one hand, you know, whatever. I get it. Um, once I learned, like once I, I guess, got rid of how I thought it should play and actually played it the way it played, I, I things opened up. And it changed a lot more. Like once I learned that you can go into a drift and then slide your finger the opposite direction and pull the cart with you, you know, to swing out. Like I now it makes a lot of sense where I have problems with this game is um, it's very obvious, very, very badly obvious that they want you to spend money. Um, More so than Dr. Mario, more so than most more so than Candy Crush ever. Yes, sir. The question that, that that I'm sure people are asking is why. Why this game? Why this model? Why this monetization model, right? Because it seems kind of super greedy. It seems aggressive. So I'm going to just put some very easy information in front of you and tell you exactly why. The number one Nintendo Switch game 
currently is is Mario Kart 8 with 18 million units sold. Yep. Mario it's- Kart actually has probably some of the highest nostalgia for individuals because people remember playing it with their friends sitting around it's an easily approachable game that doesn't require a high level of skill right and now you're putting on a platform where it is ex- easily accessible i was i saw on facebook like my stepbrother w- or got a message from his wife who's like mario kart's out we need to do this we and like they are not what i would call gamer gamers do you know what i mean like that is not part of that but there's such a connection and it's such an approachable like it doesn't matter what age you are what skill set you have it's such an approachable game so if nintendo was going to strike with any kind of sharp hard monetization model where they can squeeze the life out of you for every penny believe it or not mario kart is the one they're going to do it on because it makes business and financial sense in that perspective do i agree they executed on it well no but marty back to you well, I just there's only one other complaint I have about the game, and and this is it. Um, the character selection absolutely sucks. Uh, and I'm and I'm not saying this because there's no Waluigi. Let let me just tell you who the characters are <laughs> in the game. If you've not if you've not downloaded it yet, let let's run through the characters. There's three babies, which bottom line, babies in Mario Kart games suck. Babies don't drive. Get out of here. Get baby Mario, baby whatever. Get that garbage out of here. And put some more Mario characters that are worth it in there. Anyway, Baby Mario, Baby Peach, Baby Daisy. Then you got Koopa Troopa, Shy Guy, Dry Bones. Then you got Mario, Peach, Yoshi, Daisy, Toad, and Toadette. Bowser, Donkey Kong, Diddy Kong, Metal Mario, Peachette, Pauline, freaking Gangster Mario from Mario Odyssey, and Dry Bones. Who do you hear missing in there? Shy guy. Luigi. <laughs> Where's Luigi? Luigi <laughs> is not in Mario Kart. There, I counted this up today. There, there's no Luigi. There's no Wario. There's no Waluigi. There's no Koopa Kids. There's no Bowser Jr. There's no, no of that. But we've got three versions of Peach and three versions of Mario and two versions of Bowser and freaking Daisy. But that's smart, nothing. right? But it's what? smart to not put them in, right? No, I'm, well, I mean, they're going to add them in later, yeah, right? they're going to make an event on it. It's Luigi month. It's yeah. Luigi time. Yeah. yeah. Probably in October, so they can capitalize on Luigi's mansion. Yeah, you're going to have Death's Day October. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's it. So, but, but honestly, like, that, to me, just even looking at it, like, looking here, it's like, that is a very uninspiring character list. <laughs> From the wealth of Mario characters that they have to choose from. Like, add in the variants later. I mean, why not do that? Mm-hmm. And, and like, percentage-wise, I've seen this. Um, like, to get main characters. We're talking, like, Mario, Peach, Yoshi, Daisy, Bowser. You have a 1% chance in a pull to pull these. Dry Bowser, who is the the most rare character in the game, is a point thirty four percent chance to pull him in a in, in a gotcha. Three the out easiest of a thousand. character to get in the game uh, is Koopa Troopa. So right now they're running a special for Pauline. You can you know you supposedly you can get her more easily. She's still above 
are, are still lower than 1%. It's crazy. Kind of following up on what Justin said, I'm not a fan of the the loot box gotcha model. You know, I would probably feel a little bit better if they say, if you want this character, this much money, flat. Yeah. Yeah. And five sure, bucks get it, you pulling her card and her glider. And and instead of giving you a three and one thousand chance to get dry Bowser, call it a twenty five dollar thing. You know, Fortnite can do well, it. Why? Sure. Well, yeah. well, that's that's a little bit of my argument. They actually do have something like that. So I'm looking at this like New York set, yep. which is uh, forty five uh, rubies, a Mario, and five star tickets for twenty eight Canadian dollars. Uh, so it, it's it's it is to me that almost to your point, and that's a really great equivalent there, Jesse. It's almost the Fortnite mentality, right? Like we can give you for your skin is going to be Mario, right? And you're going to get your V Bucks is your your uh, your rubies, right? Like somebody feels like they almost did like a one to one. And again, I I can't. I think when we we always want to think uh, a company does what's best for the consumer right and i don't feel like this is what's best for the consumer now yeah. I've, is... I've given nintendo props on previous dlcs yep when they've put like spending limits in place yeah like mario run ten dollars you can't spend more than that even if you wanted to uh yep. the what was it the pokemon picross mm-hmm Think uh, you can spend twenty five or thirty dollars, but after that, it won't you. It won't let you pay more if you wanted to, and then you 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 can get as much of the premium currency as you want once you've reached the maximum amount. So at least yeah. there's you know some sort of spending cap per person. So with with all the negativity going on, I want to end this on a positive note about it, right? Because it's not all bad, like. The majority, yeah, 99% of this game is trash, right? Because the, the controls are bad, the, the relentless monetization, the multiple ways in which they want to grab money from you. Yeah, I mean, the, 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 the model definitely needs to be revised because uh, at the moment, I know people are saying they're really greedy and I, and I can see why. Um, I think they just they, they just don't know how to do mobile. Let, let's, let's face it. The, the only game they've got right so far is Fire Emblem with the way that they've got money spending on that mm. but other than that it looks like mario kart like the mm-hmm. graphics are, are I, beautiful yep. it yeah. runs well like it, it runs really well there is some good ideas asking if paying for the pass unlocks all the characters or you just get the no. one character no you get you you when you unlock the pass you're not even guaranteed a character and now if you buy the new york set you get mario correct but like the season pass only allows you to get two extra items per per gift. Ah, so yeah, like, I'm gonna pull it up right I, now. Actually, yeah, I'm, I'm making sure that I'm not telling you the wrong thing. But yeah, like it says here, if I buy the season pass, I get, um, I get. It says number one, get gold gifts by racing and tours. Number two, earn badges from gold challenges. Number three, unlock 200 CC races. And you get right away with the gold pass, you get uh, the equivalent of 11 rubies, 300 gold, 10 tickets, and a gold blooper car. Yeah. So that's not even guaranteeing you metal Mario, who is shown in the advertisement for the season pass. Yeah. 
Um, to me, that 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 I think that if they let me ask you this, business Justin, help mm-hmm. us out here. Sure. Um, if they had not launched with the season pass model at all, and maybe come back to that later on down the road, or again, if it had been cheaper later on down the road, do you think it would be getting as much hate as it is getting now? Yeah, I don't. I don't think it would have, right? Like, I, 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 I legitimately, and I, and I, I think it's a pricing model, like really, and I think it's a little bit of the tone deafness, right? When I, and I'm, I'm not kidding. Five days earlier, Apple said, "You give us four ninety nine, we get you hundred games." Google just came out with theirs, saying, "Hey, we, we, we kind of have an equivalent system of four ninety nine, right?" It's a little bit of that tone deaf state to it. If you had said it's, it's a dollar, you know, an extra one, a dollar or dollar fifty two dollars a month for a season pass, that's and to your point, Jesse. And it's capped at X, right? Then I think you know. And by that time you've unlocked everything, then I think you're, I think you're fine. Um, again, one of the things I think Nintendo has done well with a lot of their games, I think especially Doctor Mario as well, and even from what I'm kind of seeing here, you don't have to buy the ru- the rubies, or and you can still get your way through the game. You just you're, you're grinding, right? Which is fine. Well, but what they have done deliberately here is they have put behind a paywall specific aspects of the game. And I think this is the first time we've really seen that. And and not only have we seen the paywall, because I would argue that Mario Run had a slight paywall, but this is a hard paywall. That, and I don't I don't like the fact that what well, I think it was Marty explained that if you when you get four four random items. But if you're not paying, you'll you only get the bottom two. Of course, there's no guarantee that the probability of getting two good items is the same. They, you know, they, they could be really sleazy and yeah. bump up that probability, knowing that you're not going to be able to keep it, and saying this is what you could have gotten. Ha ha. Yeah. Not a fan of that. I want to mention something else too that I that I had failed to mention earlier, and it was just because I forgot about it, but it made me really mad about the game today. And that is this. Uh, I've been playing it since it released. Um, I've completed six cups, right? And like Gary said, I'm never placed below a certain point. On any, in fact, I'll, I'll tell you, I've never gotten below first place. I'm playing on 50cc. It's how I play Mario Kart. I will go through and play every cup on 50cc, get all three stars, you know, or whatever, and then get all gold on them and then move on to 100 and do it and move on to 150 and do it. It's just how I've always played Mario Kart. So I'm starting with 50cc. First cup, completely complete, got every star, right? Second cup, got every star. And I'm like, okay, this is this is kind of easy, right? So by the time I get to the third cup, um, I can no longer get every star. I'm trying as hard as I can. I'm doing everything that you can. And, and just for full disclosure, if you've not played this game, the way that you get the stars is you're scored at the end of the track. And your score is also dependent, and this is where I think the sleaziness comes in a little bit too, or greediness. Your score is also dependent on the the score that you get from putting together driver plus cart plus glider. Mm-hmm. Right? Now, now follow me here. This is important. All right? So I can't get the, like I can get four stars on a track and not five stars. Right? Mm-hmm. So I'm not able to complete those. Now, now every cup, it's happening. I can only get four stars on two of the tracks and I get five stars on the first track, but I can't seem to score enough to get the last star on two of the tracks. So we get, I finished. Despite the coming in first, correct? Yes, despite, despite coming I'm, I'm in first 
And like in some tracks, I am in first by a landslide. Like yep. there is like a gap between me and the person. So I want to for I'm, I'm just going to show you this. I don't think you can see it right here where I should be able to go to my next track and doing as well as I have. It says need two stars. And so there's now, no way for you to get those two stars. Now. No, not unless I pay money to go hopefully get better characters. To get the better because gear. Because the thing is, is the track. The more points. If, you, if you'll notice, there's a picture on each track of a yep. certain character, and that character gets you the most points on that track. Well, if you don't have that character, then you'll get some points, but not the most. Now, I can. there's two options. Either I can pay money, and I can go, and I can buy the characters or do whatever, and hope I can up my score, or... There's daily challenges you can do that get you one star for each daily challenge. And you can hope that you can do those and unlock the next track. Yeah. So, and, and it, yeah, it's so, just, that, to me, that's very frustrating. It's like, really, I've done, like, I have performed above and beyond expectations yeah. on, on like everything you've asked me to do and I can't keep playing. Yeah. I think I think this is the first time that that Nintendo has kind of has kind of really wrapped some of those things in that have really stopped us. And I think this is why I think this is why everyone's quite outraged by. It. I do want to call a couple things out and we're going to move on off of this soon. Um, yeah. Uh, Episode makes a great comment here. Four ninety nine for six month seasons passed. Yeah, I'd be fine with that. Give me five. I, get, again, again, I it's value it's value proposition. Right. Or, hey, you know, if you want. Just pay ten bucks and you're fully unlocked everything, right? And you can get all the stars, get all the characters. In. I think I think they have to relook at this model. Now, here's the other reality of this. This and this is why they're not going to make any changes, despite us yelling now for thirty minutes. This game <laughs> is going to make mint because of the way the game has been set up, both for the gotcha and the season passes. And because of the nostalgia and the high install base, watch when the reports come out for the quarterly fiscals or whatever it is on this thing, watch where Mario Kart lands. And it is going to be way up there as part of their of their program, I'm willing to bet you. Uh, I also just want to say this, despite my yelling about, about the game and monetization, I actually am enjoying it. I'm having fun. Much like Marty, though, I am kind of finding I'm, I'm running into problems with uh, limits of like, hey, I'm first, I'm getting four stars, but I should be getting five. So that's kind of irritating. And much like Gary, yeah. the controls are taking a little bit of time getting used to, but I'm figuring out. Again, for not pay, not paying a, a dime for this thing, I'm having to get a big good time. And Nintendo has has quintessentially captured the essence of what a Mario Kart game is. And again, to fans who are easily approachable, who can be in an eShop or in the iOS shop right now and see, oh, it's Mario Kart. Oh, this feels familiar. This feels like when I played it on the N64 or when my kids are playing at home. This feels comfortable enough that I'm easy easy to access it, which is exactly what Nintendo wants. Yeah, I kind of wanted to You're, add. That is, you know, that's pretty. Spot I haven't on. I haven't played it not only because of the whole microtransaction thing, but also that I'm kind of not a fan of the franchise anymore. You know, I, mm -hmm. I bought the Wii U version. I played through the hundred CCs. I, I'm lousy at the game, apparently because I can't even play 150, much yeah. less even attempt to get the 200 yeah and so That's i didn't true. even buy it on the switch so it's kind of you know serious fatigue yeah. on that for That's me true. hey yeah. justin i will just one last comment here uh the amount of money you, you said you would make a mint 
Yeah. Uh, here in the South, we like to call that a butt ton. Butt ton. So it's look for make a butt ton of money. Look for Nintendo's fiscal report saying butt ton of money. Now we might be upset about mobile games, but there were a ton of great games that came out last week uh, that we've all been playing. So this is a little bit of like uh, an advancement of what you've been playing that we want to talk about because I think you guys have been playing it too. Uh, so we're going to jump into a little bit of roundtable of talking about Link's Awakening because it's out and we've all been really enjoying it. I think except for except for except for you, Jesse. Jesse, are you are you playing it? I am playing it. Jesse's playing it too. Yeah, so he... I, 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 I wanted to try to finish it so I could play uh, Dragon Quest, which is now live fifteen as of fifteen minutes ago. Uh, so again, but... I, I appreciate your dedication for still being here for us. Then That's, yeah. you're you're a real <laughs> you're a real trooper. Let's. I'm gonna I'm gonna throw this first to Gary because Gary, you have a uh, you're a fan of Link's Awakening, right? Like you have some nostalgia for this. Yeah, it's my favorite game of all time. I, all right, I so let's move on. Marty, what do you think? <laughs> <laughs> okay, so Gary, let's. I like. I want to sit in this pocket and talk about it. Obviously, you have put a fantastic video out on our YouTube channel. Uh, I'm going to selfishly promote that. Go check it on our YouTube channel, folks, Nintendo Dads. But Gary, let's talk about, about this. How is Link's Awakening for the Nintendo Switch landing with you? Is it meeting your expectations? Is it exceeding your expectations? Is your nostalgia bone tingly? Yes, yes, maybe, maybe, maybe. Right. So this, this, um, like, like I said, it's, it's my one of my favorite games of all times. So I think having a, a Zelda which is short and snappy, and these clear objectives where you can pick it up for ten minutes, do an objective, put it down, pick it up, do a dungeon in. Most of them are about fifteen to twenty minutes. Mm-hmm. Put it down. I like that. I really like the short. First, I think it's a great night and day on Breath of the Wild. Like Breath of the Wild is the exact opposite. Like I think these yeah. are both the complete opposite ends of the spectrum. Um, the art style is so so good, and, so adorable, so adorable. Yeah, and, and the music to go with it is like it's a marriage made in heaven. Like mm-hmm. it really is. I think I think it's such a such a good job of of updating some of the like mini games in it and some of the basic basic like quality of life stuff like you can there's warp points around the place there's more of those it's easier to get to where you want the controls have been improved a lot which is a big problem with the original only having two buttons uh there's there's a lot of things that are all good now i'm kind of disappointed you can't use a d-pad on this because i I find it really hard to play a top-down 2d game because it is 2D realistically. Uh, in I control. completely agree with that. I've, I've been wanting yeah. to use the 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 not the D-pad, but the you know the other four face buttons on the left side, uh, and uh, it, you know it's it's got limited uses in menus, but you know, yeah, you, you have to use that left joystick. And I find that mad because it released with the Switch Lite the same day. I'd have thought they'd have like you know may released a game that would actually use the the only new feature on the Switch Lite. And um, no, that's a correction. There's a correction. That's a whoopsie correction right there because there is that screen shake thing which Game Explain reported on as well. If you guys didn't know about that, yeah, I saw yeah, that. Which, yeah, which is basically that the screen shakes on it instead of HD rumble, so you you know like how much the HD rumble should be rumbling. Um, but I will say this: it runs really bad in handheld. Like uh, I find it so hard to play in handheld because I know people people go on about oh it's not that bad. 
to me, it completely takes me out of the game because I, there's nothing I hate more than unstable frame rates. And I know this is coming from a guy who's been playing Fortnite, right, where it drops like two frames every once in a while. Um, but I think that going from 60 down to probably 20 or 20-ish, 30-ish is, is a bit jaunting at times, and especially when it's as frequently as it is in Link's Awakening. Um, and I think that the... the the blur effect they've got when in handheld is a bit uncomfortable, yeah, uh, but I, on the I, TV it's much better. Yeah, um, I, I I like the I'm okay with the blur in the background. Yeah, it's the foreground. It's the foreground. Yeah. It just isn't right. Yeah, I don't I don't think it's tilted at enough of an angle for the blur effect to work properly in places. It's the foreground one that really, really, especially in handheld, looks like you've got vo- uh, like Vaseline all over the front of your yeah. Switch. I think, and I think I don't remember if it was Game Explain or NWR TV, but one of them put out a pretty good video explaining why the foreground blur is just bad. Yeah. So other than and, that, I mean, and how it, it can be corrected. A patch would make this game a lot better, right? Like, add in the D-pad, sort the frame range out, give you the option to turn the, the blur off, and this game would be almost perfect. I think the only other thing you could do is make the dungeon sharing an actual feature out of the game, mm-hmm. like on the menu, and to have it online sharing, because locking that be behind an amiibo to share with your friends is, is also a strange choice. Right, mm-hmm. um, but as a straight Zelda game, if you if you're buying a single single player experience, you want a short, snappy, you know, adventure game. I think this is one of the greatest and um, and a testament to how remakes should be done. Yeah, I'm yeah, enjoying well, my pl- my playthrough so far. Yeah, I've just finished the fourth dungeon. Is and... that the water dungeon? Yes. Yes. Okay. Oh, also, I just want to add, sorry, I've been playing this on Hero Mode, which is the best addition to it, because as somebody who's completed this game probably at least 20 times, uh, adding adding a Hero Mode for extra difficulty is something that I think is amazing. Like, uh, it makes the game completely different for me. I'm actually dying on it, which is is something that normally doesn't happen on Link's Awakening. Um, I do actually kind of wish they'd put an easier mode in as well, though, because Erica finds it a bit difficult to play. And if it was an easier mode, that that would have made it the best for her. Like, if Link never properly died, like you fall down a pit, you just restart from that room. That would have been the best. Right. But uh, I, I praise it heavily for adding in a hero mode. Nice, Marty. How are you? How are you landing on it? Yeah, so this is, uh, like, in my list of Zelda games, this is number two, right? I have always had a soft spot a spot in my heart for this game um, because it is so weird. Like, when you consider it in the whole canon of Zelda, it is the black sheep of, of the family, right? Because it, it's so different. It had the 2D sections... Uh, not, that included tons of Mario other, characters, other than, other than NES Zelda Two, which is well, the that, real that, black yeah. sheep. But but I mean, it was it. Well, I guess you're right. It this was this was sheep, just the crazy cousin. Did, yeah, this is the one that that like he's over here in a corner muttering to himself something about Goombas and uh, piranha plants and the guy from Sim City. And uh, I like I just <laughs> love that it's 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 Nintendo at its at its best. Uh, the, this game was not afraid to take risks and be different, but still be Zelda and have that, that wonderfulness about it. Um, though I, I like, 
I'm the opposite of Gary. I'm not a frame rate guy, but when I notice that frame rates are bad, that means they're bad. <laughs> and so like noticing the, the, the jagginess between like, you know, going from one screen to the next, you know, it's, it's kind of jarring. And at first I thought there's something wrong with my game. You know, there's something wrong with my switch. And then I got online and found out that everybody's having the problem and that it's not a problem. It's just the way the game's made. And so, you know, I asked this on Twitter, you know, what is it that about this game that's so taxing? Because we did not have this jagginess and stuff with Breath of the Wild. What What is the issue here? I mean, Breath of the Wild, this giant open world adventure, and then you've got Link's Awakening, which can fit on the size of a pinhead, yeah. and it's slipping it, and it sounds dropping. Like, and, yes, it sounds like the way new rooms are loaded may not be fully optimized. Yeah. Well, I saw a, uh, I saw a post. Because at least Breath of the Wild, maybe, as you're moving through... You're constantly loading yeah. and unloading data beyond the horizon, so it seems endless. What I saw was a, a kind of a comment attached to uh, something about Digital Foundry, uh, basically saying that uh, they feel like it could be something in the code that's a memory leak uh, that didn't get patched up like it should have, and that a future patch could fix this. But, you know, on the other hand, somebody commented this, and I and I agree with them on this point, too. We're still waiting on that friend patch for Super Mario Maker. Right. Nintendo's not, Nintendo's not nope. been great about keeping up with patches other than Fire Emblem. I would bet you a goujon dinner, the, uh, the patch for Mario Kart um, Mobile to play with friends will be there way before Mario Maker 2. I'm sure it will. <laughs> One thing I'm I sure noticed that kind of... It's it, a little bit jarring to me while, you know, it, it made sense in the Game Boy because it every the screen was rendered screen to screen. But I, so even in dungeons, if you have, you can have one room that's three screens wide, so it'll smoothly scroll. But if you, like, cut down some grass on the left side, walk to the right side, and then walk back to the left side, the grass is there again. So yes. it, it's 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 purging and reloading content unnecessarily often. Mm. Yeah, and and this thing is like it's it's purging content that really doesn't wouldn't need to be purged. Right. But it, once you're four or five screens between... away, that makes sense. But I, yeah. I am not even two screens away. That shouldn't Another that thing that. <laughs> I, shouldn't have done I, I don't want to. I don't like, think. I don't want people to get the the impression that that I hate the game. It's it. I mean, I love this remake because, I like I said, I love this game so much. I actually played through it last year. Did a hundred percent run uh, during Christmas break. Didn't know this was coming. Right? If I'd known, I may have waited and saved it. But uh, there's there's a lot of little subtle tweaks to the game that I'm loving picking up on, like the commentary when you get the Yoshi doll uh, and different things like that. Just that, you know, add to the whole thing. Uh, I'm And like, I'm taking it in bite-sized pieces because I don't want it to end, right? I don't want it to be over yet. I know it's not the longest Zelda game, but um, I'm having fun trying to piece it together without doing a lot of walkthroughs and stuff like that. So um, 
but I'm in a point right now where I'm like kind of lost. And so I'm how far are you? I think I did. So. I am uh, six instruments in. Okay, so you're still you're 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 farther than I. Yeah. So like, there's like I need to like I I I just found the uh, well I just found an item and I won't talk about what it is because it, people don't like spoilers. But I've, I found an item that I missed earlier on that I should have already had. And now I'm kind of backtracking to be sure that I've got what I need. For yeah, the end makes, of the game, makes sense. Yeah, I don't know what item you're talking about, but I understand. You're... I'll tell you after. I'll tell you after we're recording because I now I'm driving myself crazy trying to find something that is probably right under my nose. But well, um, also, one thing, go you go ahead. One thing I do want to mention, and, I'll, and then I'm done about this game is I love this game's sense of humor. It is hilarious. Tons of great little quips and things back and forth. Um, the writing was good back then. It's still good now. I love this game. There's very little it can do wrong. So, yeah, Jesse. So I have a few, it, while it's a minor mistake, I think I made a mistake early on in the game um, where, because when you're running around with Bow Wow, if there's a, a hidden item, Bow Wow will stop and tell you. Yep. See, my mistake was I returned Bow Wow before buying a shovel. So I missed out on that type, that that level of exploration. And Gary's laughing at me. Yeah, I same here. Same thing. Oh. <laughs> yeah, the phone, yeah, Evil Cell says use the phone house. The phone house does give pretty decent clues most of the time. Yeah, it does. That's good. Yeah. Um, can I ask a question here before Justin moves the song? Because I know he's—I know that look on his face. I was—I uh, was—I was just gonna say I—I I love the game. Oh, I'm very—I'm very—I'm very much enjoying it, and I like just, it a lot. Justin love lamp. It's—it's it's like it's like my favorite type of Zelda. Like I love Link's Awakening. I love a Link Between Worlds. This is perfect. My kids love the art style. Uh, I'm having a ton of fun, which in the end. Is what matters. Yeah, I'm currently. I have. I have. I found a clue that tells me how to get to the color dungeon, and I'm trying to perform the required activity, but it's not working for me. So I'm again. I must be missing something. It would be a shame if Gary made a video about that. I'll talk about that later. Um, so no. one thing. One thing I want to say there, there for all the all the dadas and the mamas out there who've got this game and got kids who want to play it. Uh, if they're as young as Erica, so they're four or five, uh, do yourself a favor. Get so far through the game, copy your file, and shove them right back at the beginning village. <laughs> because once, once you're powered up, you've got the. Once you've been to the color dungeon, you've picked up the rewards from that, and you've got a bit further on. Then they will have a much better time. Just walking around, killing Octoroks. That's perfect. Yeah. yeah. Go, go ahead, Marty. Uh, I've lost my train of thought because you derailed us. No, I'm sorry. <laughs> no, I now I'm back. Now it's back. Here it is. Um, now that we've all played this, I know that the big debate about the game is: is it sixty dollars? Is it worth it? What do you yep. guys think? Yes. Yep. Straight in. Yep. Yep. I. You can't measure I'm, enjoyment. That's I'm still yeah, I, on the fence have, of that. I think it depends oh, yeah. on how much I end up enjoying the the, the new dungeon maker part. I, I I like what I've done so far, uh, but I, I haven't gotten far because I just don't have enough pieces. 
Five. I I have such a hard time with the is it worth value uh, when it comes to gaming and especially games from oh this this is a game from 1990 on a Game Boy yeah this is over 30 years later it's had to be redone how you know I, I had only ever played it for Retro Rewind do I have experience with it yes did I enjoy it yes but does that diminish or change my enjoyment of it now no it doesn't. Um, People got to be getting paid. Someone's got to get paid to make the new graphics, to redo the art. It wasn't like it wasn't like they just literally put the Game Boy game on the cartridge and mailed it to you, right? Right. There was a ton of right. work. In the original game probably only had twenty people on it total, because yeah. that's how they did made games back then. Now yeah. it's probably two hundred. Yeah, I, I, I have a, like I can understand the argument when it's a port, right? Like this game just came off the Wii U. And it cost on the Wii U thirty, and you're charging me forty. I get that argument, right? But when you're saying like we, they have rebuilt the game from ground up, right? Uh, I, I don't think you can have that argument. In, in using three D models instead of two D sprites, so that yeah. that's a lot of art uh, assets. And, and and listen, I feel the same way that all of you do. Uh, I I think it's absolutely worth the money, but I just like it just over the weekend, especially in a lot of Nintendo groups that I was a part of, it yeah. just kept getting crowned into the ground yeah. over and over and over and over. Um, for and it's like every time it gets posted, the same things get said, and you know, and like like you said earlier, Justin, we're all for devs and and people who make games getting the money they deserve for helping us have some enjoyment in this whole we call life. Right? Sure. Right. So pay the people what they're worth. It's, I mean, bottom line is if you don't think it's worth $60, then don't buy it. Correct. But don't is, crap on other people who are doing it. There is one comment I want to say to this argument, right? Is I've heard a lot of people saying, Oh, well, Captain Toad Treasure Tracker was only for, Captain Treasure Chaco was using an engine that was pre-existing from from Mario 3D World, right? So for that transition, there wasn't much work behind the game that had to be done. It was more, you know, reconstructing levels. So that is a completely invalid, like, thing to go off because the, the main core of that game was already built. Yeah. And so I believe that this is a completely different category and a completely different place. Now, I will say that for some people, it's not going to be worth the money. That's fine. Don't buy it. If you think, I, I, I don't really care about the main game. I just want to buy it for the Dungeon Maker. Is that worth 40 worth £50, $60, no. whatever it is? No, no, it's not. I'm, I'm going to be honest with that. No, it's not. But if you just say, I like the game, I will enjoy replaying it, then yeah, it completely is worth the money. I mean, even if it's even if you only spent ten hours on it, right? These games that you would have spent the same amount of money for and only spent two hours on. So you can hardly argue about a game when you're getting more hours than other games yeah. for the same price. Well, kinda of, kinda of like what I said about uh Dragon Quest Builders two. When I was mm-hmm. done with the first story, maybe twenty five mm-hmm. to thirty hours. I was satisfied, and if that was the game, I would have been happy with it. But that was yeah. just part one of four. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Our our, va- our value proposition for video games is such an odd thing, right? Because mm-hmm. I'll make the, my argument here is like you will go to a movie theater and you will pay fifteen dollars for two hours of entertainment, mm-hmm. right? Yep, right. You know, so so that so your so what's your ratio? What's your ratio there? 
right? $15 for two hours. So well, will you... I, I won't tell you how much money I spent at that football yeah, game that I was there for three fair. hours. Yeah, yeah. But, but, but I'm trying to use some kind of equivalent, right? And the tickets like, were free. Yeah. Will you pay, you know, $60 for 10 hours? Right, do the math at six dollars. You're you're at a better price. But I'm gonna, I'm gonna we're gonna move on. Speaking of prices and good places to potentially play, Link's Awakening. Marty asked us, tell us about the Switch Lite because you have had it in your house for a week now. And I'd love to hear about your experience as yeah. a parent and how it's going. Yeah. So um, my daughter wanted a Switch Lite, so we bought one. She doesn't have a Switch uh, on her own, and uh, she was so excited. We did a video. Uh, unboxing it over on our channel that you can head over there and see her reaction to that. She got the turquoise switch light, which was the only obvious choice because it's like her favorite uh, color and uh, unboxed it and set it up. It was really easy. Um, if you've set up a switch before, you know exactly what this is because guess what guys, it really is just a normal switch in a smaller package with a D pad and non, non um, removable joy cons that, there's no surprises. There were no themes, no extras in the box, just a switch light and a power cord. Yeah, the box bing, seems surprisingly empty from the is. unboxings that I saw. Yeah, yeah, it like, was. You almost I mean, expected like more, but nope. All a you get ton is... of cardboard inside and a manual and the power cord and the, the switch power. light. Um, but I will tell you this. She's absolutely in love with it, and I think this is absolutely the jam for kids uh, going into this holiday season. And I believe like we've talked about, Nintendo is going to sell again. Let me say it a butt ton of these leading up to Christmas. Um, they sold 150,000 of these in Japan over the weekend, which brings um, the, or maybe it was like 114,000 and they sold like 41,000 switches, which is crazy because from the week before, uh, to that reported total, the total of sold switches that week actually rose when the Switch Lite came out. So the Switch Lite just existing carried the Switch, the OG Switch, to higher sales that week. Um, and they are bumping on the door uh, as of this week of 10 million units sold just in Japan of the Switch. Wow. And so this is going to be. I'm I'm predicting, like I said last week, it's going to sell gangbusters at holiday. I really think that we will see another color. I think we're going to see a Zelda bundle um, that is going to be exclusive to some retailer that's going to be like a green and yellow or green and brown, kind of like the 2DS that came out last, last year. Um, but guys this may be the system that that turns my daughter into a gamer. Like uh, she carries it with her everywhere. The two things she's doing with it, she's got NES and SNES downloaded. Uh, we bought her the little friends game, the dog and cat. Uh, and she's got my just dance games that we had as a family. And she's got YouTube and literally that's all she needs. When we go somewhere now, she's not taking her iPad with her. She's taking her Nintendo switch Lite. We got her uh, a case off of Amazon that came with the, a really nice case with game storage and cord storage and everything uh, with a strap, like a purse, not a purse strap, but like a wrist strap. Mm -hmm. uh, that, so it looks like a clutch. 
And uh, it even has like the little flap for game storage and everything in there. And it's kind of a hard shell case. And it came with two full glass screen protectors for like 10 bucks on Amazon. And you can get them in, in uh, colors that match your Switch if you want it. Or you can get the other colors. But so far, it's been an absolute win. Uh, I will tell you, in hand, um, and this is this is what I... This is where I said you might argue with me in the in the show, Justin. Um, the Switch Lite in the hand is the best iteration of the Switch portably. Okay. Absolutely. It is it is sleek, it is light, it feels super sturdy. Um, it just feels fantastic. The D-pad is super responsive. Um, the uh, the buttons feel great. Here's here's kind of where I'm at after a week of the Switch Lite being in my house. This is the size that the Switch should have been in the first place. Interesting. Okay. Objection. <laughs> okay. Oh, where's that? Where's hey, our I'm hot take? Hot take. I am, hot take. I, I really feel like that if. If doing this has, and I know adding Joy-Cons with their own batteries and internals and everything adds to the weight as well, right? But if if they could have gotten the original Switch to this size and this weight and still made it able to be plugged into the TV, or maybe just a little bit more heavy and still may be able to plug in be able to plug into the TV, it, it's it's almost the perfect handheld, right? Um as it stands, the Switch Lite is the best handheld gaming system that has ever been created. And Nintendo deserves mucho kudos for this. Yeah, you know, I was actually... If if it had the rumble and a better way to share games between your home one, like a second system, I would have actually really wanted one of these because what I wanted more than anything before we heard of the Switch was basically an upgraded Game Boy, right? Right. Um, For me, Missing Rumble, that's the one that I'm kind of... I know it seems like such a small thing, but I've always wanted a Nintendo handheld to Rumble. I love the little included Rumble packs in some of the games on the Game Boy. Um, and, And that's one of the things that I really don't like, the idea about the Switch Lite. And uh, I've heard that they, you can share games, you can share digital games, but it's an absolute nightmare to do because you have to set up one which is, you have to change it to your primary switch, right? And keep your one at home as the secondary because you need the internet connection on the secondary one to play the games. And then you've got to manually do every single cloud save that you want to transfer between the two. Um, but yeah. as a standalone console, this sounds fantastic, yeah? So here's what I think. And to answer your concerns about that, that all, you're absolutely correct in all of that. Um, but I think that when this does inevitably go gangbusters for Nintendo, mm-hmm. they're going to change some of those things. Yeah, I just, really believe that. Just to add because, a note in, in, in what you're saying, Marty, it, it, it has done well in Japan on its release, but it's actually missed targets so far. Really? By half. Yeah, wow. they they predicted okay. double of what it was uh, done. It's done uh, one thousand uh, one hundred and fourteen thousand uh, reported by Nico, uh, and in Britain it's done thirteen thousand five hundred, and it's literally missed its targets by half. Wow. Okay. 
So I'm not doing as well as it could. But no, but I mean, I think those numbers are, are good. Like I think the predictions yeah, are good. way too high. They're way too high. And, and again, for again for a device that's only been out for a week. Yeah, yeah. Th- those were predictions yeah. for the week, though. They were the, okay. They were predictions for launch, so it failed on its launch uh, numbers. But I mean, come on, Nintendo's numbers have been crazy. Even the Switch, remember, they cut those down because they predicted way too many. I think I think they're yeah. They predicted twenty million the units. A little bit. The second yeah. year, and it, it went down to 17. Yeah. Yeah, so I, I've i enjoyed it. My daughter has enjoyed it. Um, I think it's a great system for kids. I think it's a great way, again, with the system sharing, if you can pull that off to do it with, you know, maybe, maybe let your home system be the primary and let your, um, your Nintendo Switch Lite be the secondary that has to check the Internet. And maybe that can be like, if you've got games your kids want to play, but they're always and you're always like missing your Switch because of that, you could you could do it that way. Um, but the cloud save thing is true. I mean, you've got to upload and download every time you play. Um, but honestly, like a workaround, workaround for that. I air quotes again. Um, you know, you're not going to be cloud saving every single game on your system every single day. Uh, and so the likelihood of you moving those cloud saves back and forth is just going to be the game you're you're playing yeah, mainly yeah. in that time. So once you get it all moved over, it shouldn't be a problem. But again, you know, if you already have a switch, probably not something you're going to need unless you just want to, you know, have one to give to your kids or something. Um, I, do, I do really like the colors. Like the colors look look beautiful. And and yeah, and I, I know a lot of people never said much about the gray one. But I, I, I was really excited for the yellow, but seeing it in real life, the yellow doesn't look as good as I thought it does, but the gray one looks a lot better than I thought the it The gray was. looks great. Yeah. Um, shout out to our good friend, to good friend of the show, uh, Bobby Pauls, the Nintendo guru, who picked up all three Nintendo Switch lights wow. uh, on the day of release, as well as uh, Zelda and all the new Amiibo. Is he giving one, or is he giving them away, or is he just keeping them? I I don't know what he's doing. I I uh I messaged him. I was like, "You got all three? And he's like, "Yeah, man, got to have that guru street cred." And I was, and, and you know what? I, my reply to him was, "Was you are a national treasure." Never changed. <laughs> Just Justin looks like he's ready to have a dad talk with Bobby. Bobby, look, Nintendo guru, run. Justin's coming for a dad talk. A little, little little conversation about fiscal responsibility. So can, <laughs> I, can I ask here among you three? Is there any plan for you to to buy one of these for um, yourself or uh, one of your kids or spouse, whatever? I don't know. Because, I mean, it seems like that's the situation a lot of people are buying them in. Is mm-hmm. it's, it's, I've got a Switch and now I'm getting another one. Yeah, I mean, I, th- I, think, for, I think for me, I think, I think, uh, when when it was announced, remember Jody was like, "Oh wow, those are those look kind of interesting or kind of cool." What do you think? Do you think you're going to get one? And I said, "I don't know if I necessarily need one, right? I don't know if it makes sense for for what we're doing." And um, but I think with the way that my life is going right now, with kind of the work that I do and, and traveling a bit more, every time I take the switch, because I'm always like, "I'm going to take a switch," and they're like, "Really, really, you couldn't leave that for mm-hmm. us, right?" So I'm like, "Ah, oh, maybe I maybe I should be leaving the switch." Um, so that makes me think, oh, maybe I should leave the switch and get, get this as kind of being like my, my to go switch, like my actual, like yeah. when I travel. Um, 
the other component of it is is I know that like Rylan or sorry my Morgan my youngest is really loving video games like she comes home and she's the one that grabs the switch and goes to her room or goes downstairs and plays on it or she'll grab her 3ds and play on it so she's really into console gaming right now um so she's got some birthday money tucked away so maybe that's something that she may want to look at and, and we'd obviously have a conversation with her about that and maybe support some of that um so I'm glad I, I don't I, have with, this problem because Everyone who wants to play the Switch has their own Switch in my house. Yeah. So, so for me, it may, it may, maybe may, my girls might be picking one up, or I might pick one up. But um, I, I'm not definitely not rushing out right now. But I will tell you, there was a couple times this weekend I thought, well, maybe, maybe, but uh, but not quite yet. I've been tempted to for Erica because she really loves Mario Odyssey and Yoshi. But as a guy who's had countless drift problems with Joy Cons. Now I'm going to wait for those reports, I'm afraid. Yeah. Uh, uh, I know that we've already seen some people saying that they're drifting already, but and uh, there's a few that have lost the sticks on them already. Uh, but, the, you know, you can't trust the initial things because there's a fear thing where people want to report on the problems. So I'm going to wait a bit longer and see what happens um, because, uh, like I said, I've sent five Joy-Cons off already for repair um, and I kind of don't want to send a system off. So I'm going to wait. Um, I'm going to keep Erica playing mine for now. Yeah. I see in the chat here, John Blanco absolutely seconds your commentary there, Marty, as well. Guys, that has kind of been a lot of round the table of kind of like a uh, an abridged version of what has happened this week. Uh, it's been we crazy. In, yeah, let's jump into what we've been playing, super hot topics, because we have a bunch of Twitter questions that I think we should answer. Uh, so let's do what you've been playing, hot round. Right, folks. So let's do hot potato. I'll, what? See, I'll start. Yeah, you I'll play Link's Awakening. We already talked about it. Next, done. I like your attitude. I like your possessed. You know what I'm saying? Like <laughs> you got a little pizzazz in your step. I think you're also tired and want to go to bed, which I appreciate. Let's move That's down it. to Gary Gray. Yeah, Link's Awakening Hero Mode. Beautiful, love it. And Diamond X Machina. Now, not putting enough time in since. Oh, actually, no, I didn't. I didn't talk about it with you guys. Uh, yeah, I haven't got some that much further than the demo at the moment because, you know, Link's Awakening happened. Um, so I'll be talking more about this uh, in the next couple of weeks. So for now, I'll keep it zzt, and uh, we'll talk about it later. Okay. All right. Uh, Marty, this is like the quickest round yeah. I've ever seen. So we, we already talked about Link's Awakening. It's fantastic. Definitely advise you to go pick it up. Also, uh, Untitled Goose Game. I've been playing that. Uh, we, we've hit on that a little bit. Um, we, I don't think we, we haven't really, we had a no, pre-show. We talked about a pre-show, didn't we? Okay. Yeah, so so Inter- you and Inter- I, Goose game, uh, launched same day as Link's Awakening, right? Um, hopefully not getting buried. It's, but it's had enough publicity. I think that it's, it's not, uh, if you have ever wanted, uh, a, like a horrible person simulator, uh, except you're a goose, this is the game for you. Um, the game starts you off with a very quick how to be a goose tutorial. <laughs> like I'm laughing about it, just thinking about it because I'm picturing the goose, you know, waddling around. They, and they absolutely nailed the movement by the way. Um, and, and so it starts you off with this very quick tutorial and then it throws you right into the fray and you just start doing horrible things like tearing up a farmer's garden 
or dragging his rake into the lake just because, or um, stealing his keys out of his pocket and throwing them in the lake, or uh, stealing his thermos and putting it in your picnic area because you're trying to have a goose picnic. Um, and the, and the whole do? thing is wrapped up in like very, uh, I don't want to call them minimalistic graphics, but it's it, like, I think it's imp- the, the motion is more emphasized than detail. Right, oh, the animation is more emphasized. Stylized, is that what you want? Yeah, yeah. But here's for the stylization, and here's the other thing: we've been playing Untitled Goose Game as as well, Marty. Uh, so I'm gonna throw a little. Bit, I'm gonna maybe jump in and in and out of this. No, no, please. One do. of the things I have absolutely loved, and this, make sure you have the music up. Make sure you have your earbuds in because the orchestra or the music they use in with it, uh, just just tight you know like very often yes. like i hear the music and sometimes sometimes you'll hear music in the game you're like oh it's good sound effects the music just just really ties this game together it, it, it sounds ramps fantastic up in just yeah. the right part it's subtle when it needs to be it's frantic yeah. when it needs to be i was just about to get to that um sorry that, that no no though no, that's fine i'm glad you jumped in because it's such an important point because it's the soundtrack doesn't take away from the game. It underscores what's going on and it makes it, it just all ties it together. It's like the yeah. glue yeah. that holds it together. And I wish I had had more time this week to play it. But again, I'm like Gary with Damon X Machina links awakening calls. The wind yeah. fish is calling and I must answer. I, I, I that's what I, I've been playing. I'm done. Okay, nice. I'm going to kind of piggyback off of that. Uh, Untitled Goose Game has also been going on in my house. Uh, it came out, and I thought there are games that I like to either play with Jody uh, together. Like, obviously, Overcooked is one of our favorite games we play together. Um, but I saw this, and I thought this might be a really good, like, I just want to put it in her hands and see what she thinks of it because it's a you know strategic, stealth, puzzle, quirky kind of game. And I gave it to her, and and I just had a blast watching her play it. And kind of playing a bit of, you know, couch uh, quarterback. And, oh, you should try that and do this. And we just, it was just a lot of fun. And, and I enjoyed I enjoyed watching her play it. I enjoyed watching her talk about it and think about it. And and then and then later on, we tried to tackle some of the little, little problems together. Um, for 15 bucks, I think it is, right? It's 15 or $20. I think it's on sale right now. The, go pick up Untitled Goose Game. This is a lot of fun. Yeah. Uh, I know, I know, Gary, you and I, you had an opportunity to play it back at EGX like last year. We played it. I think you were a fan of it back then, too. Um, it was, yeah, it was I, it's great. I really enjoyed it. I didn't pick it up just because of Link's Awakening and Diamond X Back and uh, Astral Chain. Yeah, the yeah. list goes on. Um, but I want to ask you guys this, right? In 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 Japan, it actually comes with a, with a subtitle. So it's it's not just Untitled Goose Game. And I want to know your opinions on this, because I really like this name. It's called Untitled Goose Game. Mischievous Goose is coming. Yeah, I like that. That's a better that's a better title. They should have done that. I love it. Here's one of the things that I think for this. So if you are, and maybe like Gary, you're buried under games right now, because it is hot season right now. You're like, man, go into your Nintendo Switch, put Untitled Goose Game on your wish list, so that if there is a hot sale sometime in, in three or four months from now, when you got some time, you can jump in and pick it up because you need to be. I would not be shocked. Now, this is not a super long game. Um, I would not be shocked if they rolled out some like DLC strategy later, like because they've really got it segmented in these beautiful little worlds with easy objectives. So I wouldn't be shocked by that. So I'm telling Goose Game I've been playing, Link's Awakening I'm playing. I have also been playing Overcooked too because the new DLC Carnival uh, time has come out, or the Carnival DLC package has come out. Uh, if you don't, if you own, if you own Overcooked too. 
and you love Overcooked 2, make sure you pick up the Season Pass because there is a ton of the DLC built into a cheap Season Pass, but the Carnival one is in there. This time you are at a Carnival and you are cooking up uh, hot dogs and you are chopping up buns and you are making tacos and you have to make soda pops and drinks and it is just a ton of fun. So uh, Overcooked 2, make sure you pick that one up. And last thing I've been playing... Fortnite, I blacked out. I went back into Fortnite. I, I did the Batman stuff. I loved it. It was fun. Uh, I'm still playing Fortnite, but again, I think my most fun I'm having with it is when I'm playing with my friend Jeff and we're in the same room playing co-op together. That is the most fun. Guys, that is it. That is like speed round of what have we been playing. Man, we are good guys. Um, I want to jump into, yeah, a little golf clap, Gary. Thank you. I do want to jump into the questions that we got because we put it out on Twitter. And we like to answer the questions for... Um, for our community so i'm gonna pull up the questions so we're gonna do kind of a hot firing we've got eight questions we're gonna answer and then we're gonna wrap this thing up and uh, everyone can head off to bed all right um this is this is an or or go to work or go to work this question comes from mikey burgett mikey asks this question is prompt for discussion uh our prompt from a discussion in the free play podcast last week how many hours or how many plays do you expect to get out of a game to make it the financial investment worth it this is hmm. kind of talking about our conversation before about value, right? I don't think the amount of time and um, and plays necessarily works into it. I think it's how much enjoyment am I getting out of it? Am I having fun? Um, that's how how much I kind of measure it. Um, I, I do I do understand your your value proposition here, Mikey. This is talking our conversation a little bit before about like the movie scenario, the going to the movie. I'm I'm a person like if it's a sixty dollar game. If I get four to six hours of enjoyment out of it, I feel like that's a pretty reasonable value. If it is on anywhere under 20, one to two hours, I'm kind of like a $10, $10 per hour um, value proposition would kind of be the way that I would look at it. Because again, I also make that that equivalent to going to a movie is kind of how I would look at it, right? Um, but I'm also just more of a, hey, I just, as, as long as it's fun, it's awesome. Um, anyone else want to take, kind of take a stab at that one? Yeah, no, I think yeah, I think you got it, man. That like, I've never thought about it in an hours per dollar thing with video games. I mean, I I assign it more as franchises. Like, am I willing to pay sixty bucks for a Zelda, Mario, Metroid, Mario Kart? Yes. Would I uh, am like, would I rather some franchises I don't care for as much be cheaper? Sure. But I find that I do a lot more window shopping. Uh, of prices when it comes to indie games than it does mm -hmm. to actual AAA, you know, yeah. first party games and things like that. So, uh, well, with an indie okay. game, I wanna I want it to be something that I know that I'm going to play at least more than five times. Yeah, yeah. Typically with a AAA game, I know before I purchase it, most likely the value I'm going to get out of it. Do you know what I mean? It's not an unknown quantity, right? If I'm picking up something from uh, Nintendo first party links awakening. I have a pretty good idea how much time I'm going to invest and how much fun I'm going to have based on, based on the IP. Now, something like an astral chain, that is a unknown quantity, but does it check, check off a lot of other boxes? You know, a publisher, I trust a development house. I trust. Yeah. That, that's what I was going to mention is, uh, if you, you know, different developer and publisher, yeah. uh, a is also something that should be, could be, uh, kept an eye on as well yeah exactly a genre that i trust just, right uh, just like jupiter games sure i'm all yeah. over it platinum yeah. games not so much 
Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so those are those are some. So so sometimes I will take a risk based on those components of it, right? That will help to define whether whether I'm going for that. I think when you move into like an indie studio, that's when you don't you don't know them. They're you're like, ooh, that's that's maybe a little bit more of a of a risk, right? So yeah. yeah. For me, for me, it's it's a, it's a strange one because I think enjoyment is the definitive thing. If you're enjoying it, then yeah, it's worth it, regardless. Uh, obviously, you, you would be a bit gutted if you spent that much money and got four hours of Kirby. I mean, uh, if you got a really short game. Um, <laughs> but I also think it can go the other way sometimes. Like Xenoblade Chronicles, the original Xenoblade Chronicles on the on the Wii, was uh, was actually so long that it stopped being enjoyable. Now, yeah. as as money per hour, yeah, fine, yeah. I mean, you get your money's worth because, like, if you do everything in that, it's like three hundred hours long, right? Um, but at the same time, it also really hindered the enjoyment. So, I think it's just down to how much you enjoy a game, rather than yeah. like the length versus the money. Yeah, and that's and that's like something. So, Link's Awakens great example of that. I am not going to go searching for every single one of those shells. I am not going to find every hidden treasure. I know that, right? When I finish the game, if there was a percentage, it'll probably say 65 to 70. Am I okay? Do I feel like when I have finished that, the story, the fun, the enjoyment that I've had has met my value quota? Yeah, probably, right? I don't have to be like, I have to go back and find all those pieces because that will be the true value for me, right? It is more the fun association with it. So that's how I look at it. Uh, let's go to our next question from uh, Ebisol asks, not a fan of... Uh, not a fan of Diddy Kong, sorry, Diddy Kart Tour, do you think that the next Mario Kart will be an ultimate with every course, every racer, every battle stage, plus a double dash two player kart mode? So I can will, wish. I mean, I can the hope. next Mario Kart be an all-encompassing everything? I think that we are more likely to see Mario Kart evolve into something like Smash Kart and I don't want to call it, I mean, that's the only name I could have for it, for what it could compare to um, Nintendo Kart. Where, because we've already kind of seen that with Mario Kart 8, right? I mean, we've crossed over to Animal Crossing and Zelda and Splatoon. Uh, I would, I think it would, it's a logical jump to now start building tracks in other worlds and including some of those items and, and people, characters. So, so uh, you. So I don't you know want that it's Mega necessarily... Man, you want Mega Man riding a, a rush cart in a Castlevania stage. Yes. Yes, I do. Yes, I do. Uh, do I think it'll be more first party? Absolutely. But um, what I do think is that it, if we do get something like that, it's not going to be all out full tilt everything to begin with. They're going to have like, it's going to be like Mario, Peach, Bowser, Toad, Samus, uh couple of Splatoon characters, Isabel, Link, Zelda, you know, that, that kind of thing. I like it. Okay. I, and I think, I think that's logical as a, like a celebration of where Nintendo has been because like Mario Kart, nobody's looking at Mario Kart for like story canon, right? Yeah. No, just like they're not looking at Smash for story canon. So, uh, be playful with it and, and open it up. Um, I, that, but I think that's why we maybe we haven't seen a sequel yet is that they're figuring out Mario Kart 8 was so good. Like, where do you go from there? Right. So. Yeah. 
Um, yeah, I um, I don't think they would do like an, an ultimate. Um, we already know that the next Smash Brothers isn't going to be. Sakurai's come out and said that like there's no way he's doing that again. And like I don't think that's that's uh, something that Mario Kart would do either. Uh, unlike my, I actually disagree. I don't think I don't think it's logical or makes any sort of sense to do a Smash Kart. Uh, the reason is is because look at the sales of Mario Kart Eight. It's, it's through the roof. I think well, if you, and if you, if you get it future confused, hardware it... iterations are backward compatible, they don't need to make a new game. They just need to continue adding new content to the existing games. Yeah, and I think that um, I think that you're in danger of uh, smothering the franchise if you if you introduce too much. And uh, and Mario Kart Eight isn't the first one to introduce other characters in from other games, right? We had Rob the Robot on the DS one, and he never came back. And I can see that happening again. I can see Link not turning up in the next one and stuff like that. But I do think that we probably will see characters from other franchises as DLC again. But I don't think like Link and, and the Inklings will return. I think it'll be something else. Okay. I like it. All right. Next question. Noah asks, is anyone picking up Dragon Quest Eleven? Jesse! I have not yet done so. But I definitely will be doing so. I'm kind of still type. Only reason why I haven't pre-purchased it is just in in the, the off chance we get a review copy that right. it, it will likely go to me, yeah. and so that's why I haven't pulled the trigger on that. But um, yeah, I'm going to pick up eleven and the one through three tr- trilogy nice. at some point. Nice, excellent. I just so, have two other two other games I need to re- review in, in early October before I even start Dragon Quest Eleven. Yeah, exactly. So Jesse's going to be our, our Dragon Quest guy, so look for coverage from that. And he's got some other games, like you mentioned, on the dock as well. Uh, Bruce asks, I won't be buying Grid Autosports right away since it's a single-player game. I was hoping to play with my father. I'm uh, I'm waiting until it's 50% off. Also, I'm going to wait to buy Link's Awakening, but I'll jump in on Luigi on day, Luigi Mansion day, uh, Luigi Mansion 3 on day one. Great. I like it, Bruce. Absolutely. Love it. Love it. Uh, here's what I would say as well. Quick, friendly reminder. PSA, uh, for speaking of sales, there is a big, massive sale going on in the e- EU uh, eShop right now. So check out that if you have games there that I know, like, for example, Hollow Knight is less than 10 pounds. So if you are maybe on the fence about that, check out. There's a ton of great games, including Cuphead as well, that are on sale. Uh, another thing for our EU listeners. Oh, I miss... I miss Europe so much because they have awesome pre-order stuff. You can get Luigi's <laughs> Mansion 3 right now. If you pre-order it, you get a t-shirt, a boo t-shirt, a keychain, and a steel bookcase for Luigi's Mansion 3. Ah, oh, come on. You know what and we get? Again, nothing. You no, get, you know what you guys get? You get general merchandise. We don't get that stuff. You can't go into a store and see the Nintendo aisle and pick stuff up. That doesn't happen here. That's why they yeah. entice us with the pre-orders instead. If any of our EU listeners happen to want to get that Luigi's Mansion uh, pre-order and want to get an extra t-shirt, uh, hit me up in my DMs. And we'll talk about maybe an extra size shirt for me and maybe me sending you money. Because uh, we'll that, we'll that, that boo t-shirt looks brilliant. 
We'll um, all right. I love you. I love you, Gary, so much. All right. Let's uh-huh. move on to our next question. Uh, Shellshock Prime asks, with the success of Mario Kart Tour on phones, do you think Nintendo will not make a Mario Kart 9 on Switch? Personally, I'm hoping they'll make one, but I don't think Tour will take anything away from a new Switch cart. But I'd love to know your thoughts. So do we think Tour is going to slow down Mario Kart 9 coming to the Switch? No. No. no, I think I think, no. the I think Mario Kart Eight is slowing down Mario Kart Nine because while Eight yeah. still sells, there's no reason to make a Nine. Yeah, and yeah. that's that's really it. When we see, so as the as the Switch continues to get more, um, you know, what we think of for example, let's again think of you the Switch Lite as we bring more users on for the Nintendo Switch. One of the games that they probably pick up as an easy pickup for any family is Mario Kart Eight. Uh, and as long as Mario Kart 8 continues to sell, and it is selling well, it's still, it's still like, when you look at the, the, the numbers, it continues to sell. And uh, MPD numbers last month had Mario Kart 8 in the top 10. Yeah. Are you kidding me? Are you okay, kidding but... me? That game has almost been out for three years now on the Wii U, and it's still selling. Can I spin this question around, right? Not not do we want a Mario Kart 9, but do you think we need a Mario Kart 9? Because me personally, I would want one, but I'm actually fine without. Yeah, I think Mario kind Kart of where I was going with that. I don't yeah. think it's needed. I, I I would agree. I don't I don't think it's, what I here's the thing. Would I like it? Yeah, absolutely. Would I would I play it? Absolutely. Would I buy it? Absolutely. Uh, but I don't think to your point. I don't think it's needed. I absolutely don't think it's needed. Uh, what and I love, and that, I'd love for them just to invest more DLC in eight. Exactly. That brings us right back around to this thing that we say every time we talk about Mario Kart eight. In that the first two DLC blew up. You know, did amazing. Why? Why are we not seeing any more? You know, it's yeah. been forever. So what is that Mario Kart team working on? Mm-hmm. Obviously, the mind goes to. They're working on Mario Kart 9. That's why they're not haven't cranked out any more DLC. Yeah. But again, why not just do a third and a fourth DLC pack? Add in a few more characters. Add in, you know, eight more tracks. It's not that big a deal. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, right. So I don't, I don't think it's going to slow it down. No, no. no I, I think, I think that success. I don't is think be it's going to cancel it either. Like I don't think there's yeah. anything about Mario Kart Tour. It's going to make Mario Kart 9 not happen. Correct. Jesse, what do you got? I got a question from the chat. I actually already answered it in the chat, but I want to say it here for everybody. Um, Elliot asks, do the Dragon Quest games tie together? Should they be played in order? If not, which of the first three would you recommend starting with? We're talking about the the, the, the Erdrick trilogy, not 11. Um, I said, you know, one through three is a trilogy, but each story is separate. But so it can be played in any order, but just in terms of quality of life improvements over time, I would probably recommend playing the first one first. So so it doesn't feel like you're going backwards if you play three first and then go down to one. And then you'll be like, well, why can't sure. I do this? Because I could do it in the other game, but it can't here because it didn't exist yet. So that's my opinion. Yeah. It's just like I, I already played through DQ1. I'm not going to play it again on the Switch, at least not right away. But you know, after when I'm done with eleven, I do plan on going back and hitting two and three. Nice. Okay. Uh, next question on Twitter: Hushaman uh, asks, "Rank your fa- five favorite Zelda games now that Link's Awakening is L- out." Wow. Uh, I'm going to give you mine really quick. Uh, maybe it's in no particular order, but my top five. Let's just say that. Okay. Breath of the Wild, Link's Awakening, uh, a Link to the Past, a Link Between Worlds, and Wind Waker. 
That's exactly mine. So skip me. I can uh, tell you the Wind Waker is the number one. Yeah, I'd say actually, actually definitely Wind Waker, Twilight Princess, Breath of the Wild, and then other games are fighting for those last two spots, in, 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 including Link to the Past and and Link's Awakening. Probably one of those two is in there, in addition to maybe Skyward Sword. You know, I, I, yeah, I like the game. Yeah, it had issues, but it's still, you know, I still enjoyed it. So uh, I gave you maybe seven games that'd be in the. In that. That's all right. <laughs> and, sure, Gary. I still think I prefer Link's Lightning DX to the new one. I think so. That probably be num- number one. Now, this is this is my as in my favorite, like not what I think the best. Breath of the Wild would be the best, but Link's Awakening DX is number one for me, uh, shortly followed by Breath of the Wild, shortly followed by Twilight Princess HD, shortly See, never, followed by... I never played the Twilight Princess HD. I bought it and never got around to playing it. It was just good. Because, just because I had just played it within like four months before it was announced on the Wii again. And I didn't wasn't ready to play it through again. <laughs> Shortly followed by Wind Waker at four, and Zelda two at five. Wow! Nice. All right, solid list. All right, so hopefully that helps. Uh, last question comes from Niles. Uh, what do you think the Switch Lite means for future changes to Nintendo Online? Hmm. Nothing. They won't learn a thing. That's, yeah, that's my it's... honest. That's my honest answer. There really is. I don't think they're going to learn a thing. I don't think they're going to change anything. I don't think they're going to learn anything. I think we're stuck with this model for life. I, I don't understand the question. What does the light have to well, do with online? Because well, I, I wonder if they're. The... I, I wonder if they're referring to like the the ease of profile sharing and and second consoles and houses and ah. how to better. I'm wondering if that's maybe where that question comes from. I and I tend to agree with Gary. I don't think they're going to change anything. Right, I, I'd love to say that they are, but I, I think it's it's still going to be the way it is. Yeah, you know they're, they're kind of following the same ideas that they followed with uh, the 3DS, but mm-hmm. the difference is the 3DS is meant to be a single user system. You mm-hmm. can't even log out of it. If you want to yeah. change users, you got to format it and re and start over. Yeah, exactly. So Folks, I'm, I'm is- hoping <laughs> they learn something, but not holding my breath. Not holding your breath. That's fair. Uh, folks, that has been our hot round, our lightning round for uh, Twitter questions. Thank you for everyone who submitted that. Of course, that is over on uh, at Nintendo Dads on Twitter, where you can submit your questions every single month. Or, of course, uh, we and get them right here and uh, and hopefully answer those questions. Uh, guys, I think that's a show. Yeah, that's a show. Marty, you want to you take us out of here? Yeah. Jesse, did you have something there at the very end? Did I? No, it was just all the voices were running over each other, and I thought maybe you were saying... Nope, it wasn't me. uh, Something. Well, that's okay. Hey, uh, again, guys, we want to thank you for joining us. Actually, I just I just saw a tweet uh, from uh, Game Explain that I wanted to to kind of... And I went to say it's here, but I completely forgot about it. So, Dragon Quest XI's out now. And remember, this is the first Switch game that was announced before the Switch was even announced. (laughs) That's a good point. And... To, to to backpack off that, the reason that we have that is because Iwata chased down Dragon Quest XI hard 
to get it on the switch. Yeah. In fact, I read, I read something today, um, from like the, the little live stream thing they did with Sakurai when he was on there that he actually, Iwata went to Square Enix and he revealed what the switch was going to be and what it was going to do before he revealed it to any other company. He wouldn't talk about what it was going to be called, but he told him this is the idea. That's great. And we want this game on this system. Pretty cool. Um, but guys, anyway, that has been episode 248. We hope you've enjoyed it. Uh, we want to say a huge thanks as we close out right here to our Patreon producers, Chris Mears and Dave Ernsberger and Tim Off. Thank you guys so much for being a part of the podcast on the producer level. And thank you to each and every one of our patrons over at patreon.com backslash Nintendo Dads for jumping in and making the world go round. Hey, guys, we've got a website now, nintendodads.org. We've been talking about this now for several months. But you can head over there to get all of our YouTube videos, social media tweet, uh, feeds, podcast episodes, all that stuff, uh, links to our Patreon page, and links to our merch page where you can get stickers and phone cases and shirts and all kinds of other stuff to let the world know about your undying love for Nintendo Dads. And you can find us in most places where people are socially. That's Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, Twitch, YouTube. Just type in Nintendo Dads. Guess what? Boom, we show up. Or you Boom. can email us at nintendodads at gmail.com or our brand new email address podcast at nintendodads.org and we'll read your questions and comments out loud on the show unless you're some weird Chinese banking company that will call in and leave a voicemail on Google Voice like they did this week play it I know we needed to play that no well maybe maybe next week that's an easter egg I don't know Uh, you can call in and leave a legitimate voicemail though at 929 Two five in dads. That's ninety nine two five six three two three seven. Big thanks to OC Remix for the music used throughout the show, and big thanks to Mega Dads for the hot take sound effect. I can't play it while I'm other oh, playing music. Oh man, that quiet. was the gap, and that's why it's <laughs> an awkward pause in the show. Anyway, I'll, I'll play it in a stinger. That's okay. You can download us from your favorite podcast app of choice: Castbox, iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play Music, Spotify. Or anywhere else podcasts are sold. Not really sold, they're just downloaded. But you know what I mean. This has been episode 248. So for me, for Gary, for Justin, and for Jesse, hope you guys have a great day. Thanks for listening. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to Nintendo Dads. What? Okay, hit the hot hot take button again. F Zero is a load of trash. Hit it again. Zach is the best Nintendo dad. No, that's not a hot take. That's that's just normal. (laughs) No, no, no.